The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality, new, and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Local high school sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Right now, we're going to talk with Tennessee sports editor of the Associated Press, Teresa Walker. She joins us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, and we appreciate that because she's been busy this week. Teresa, welcome in. Hi, guys. How you doing? And I'm just going to say, Mo, there was another time where they had uh, only one week between the Super Bowl and the conference championships. It was the uh, year that the Titans lost to the Raiders uh, in their second AFC championship game in what was it uh, after the 2002 season. So a span of three years. And I was packed for that. I was packed to go straight from Oakland to San Diego that year. So uh, it had happened again, and thank the Lord they figured out that was just too tough on everybody. I know nobody likes the wait for that extra week, but for everybody who's working the Super Bowl, whether (laughs) you're playing it or covering it, Lord knows we need that time. Well, at least you were going from Oakland to San Diego. um... (laughs) As opposed to Jacksonville to Atlanta and that cold, cold, cold uh, week. Oh, my Jacksonville to Atlanta would not have been so bad. Jacksonville to Nashville to Atlanta was the monkey wrench. Well, perhaps and, you should have planned better, Mo. Well, I'm not going to get into that <laughs> for a number of reasons, but all I can say is... You weren't the planner? Ha- <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to say that had I been involved in that Oakland deal, it probably would have been Oakland to Nashville to San Diego as well. So, but I'm not going to get into that. See, I was lucky. I just brought my suitcase in in the trunk of a colleague's car, and when the game was over, since my team won, I caught a ride to Atlanta, and we drove through the night, and uh, they were both from New York, uh, the late Dave Goldberg and and the uh, uh, famous Hal Bach for the AP, and, you know, I took over driving at the Florida line, and and when we were getting near Macon, you know how everyone like it's like, you know, bypasses are built for a reason, right? Well, (laughs) at midnight or whatever, you ain't got to worry about traffic going through Macon. Macon. So I no. just um, exactly. So I drove straight through, and they're like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" I said, "God, I, guys, I'm saving us at least thirty to forty minutes. Here. At Trust least. me on this. Yep. At least." 
And so we got to the hotel around 1.30 on Monday morning, and I had to talk my way into a hotel room because, you know, reservations were made probably in, in November. And while the Titans were having a good season, nobody expected the Titans to, to make it to the Super Bowl, right? They'd sure. never done it in their franchise history. So I said, well, give me some of the names that you have for, you know, in this AP block. And when they got to Joseph White, uh, my late former colleague, you know, he covered the Washington Redskins at the time. And I said, that's not the team coming this he, week. He, okay? he won't be here. Yeah. He yeah. won't be here. Give me give his, me his room. room. And but I had to have an editor or somebody from New York call the next morning to make sure that it was cl- okay that I was in that room. So, uh, and then you thankfully gave me a ride home that next Monday, which was so awesome. <laughs> I had forgotten that, but yeah, yeah. Not um, me. Well, <laughs> where I was at that time was kind of like the '78 Yankees: twenty-five guys, twenty-five cabs. You know, that was kind of the way we rolled at that point. So. Um, there were no colleagues. Like I said, we we flew back into Nashville that month that morning, and um, because media day was the following day, I had to get packed and get kids situated and that kind of thing, and turn around and and left out about eleven o'clock from Franklin, headed toward Atlanta. So um, it's certainly an experience, but um, neither of us is dealing with that this time. Um, you've been, as Chris pointed out, covering the run-up to this year's Super Bowl, again, from the comfort of your own home, thanks to Zoom. Thanks to Zoom. Thanks to Zoom. Yeah. I know. It, it, I know. That's the one thing about 2020. It's made our jobs harder because we're getting the same stuff everybody else is getting. But on the other hand, uh, there's also the issue that uh, you know it, it allows us to be in so many places. I mean, I've been able to help keep an eye on the Tennessee Vols from you know the ease of Zoom, the, the Grizzlies, the Predators, you name it, and the NFL to get ready for this week because and we all know there's issues on Zoom. You know, there's been people who crash Zooms. Uh, you know, with all sorts of horrible things. My son's uh, journalism class at UT last November was uh, Zoom bombed by somebody who came on, and it only lasted for about 90 seconds, but, you know, flashed some horrific messages and, you know, just racist crap and and stuff on it, and it kind of shook everybody in the class. So the NFL built their own platform uh, for these Zoom calls, and you had to get, you know, you had to get registered and everything and, and, and so that you could access them. And then, and then you, it's easy. You've got one uh, web page. You go there. They've got the schedule. The thing that I like the best, working on it from Central Time Zone, is that the times uh, change to reflect the time zone that you were logging in from. So you know, it, because that's the thing. When you're looking at a long list of you know interviews, you know, like Monday alone, it was Bucks assistants, Bucks players, then the Chiefs. You know, and then, you know, on and on and on. So it's like, wait a minute, what time is that? And even yesterday, I got a little confused because I was helping file our latest updates during uh, the commissioner's uh, news conference yesterday. Uh, and I'm like, wait a minute, I thought it was at noon. No, it's at 1. It's at 2 Eastern, but it's at 1. And it's like, it was just, oh, Lord, help me get through the end of this week. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I get credit for working what would be my fifth Super Bowl. I'm not do, I'm not helping on the game Sunday because I begged off of that because it's like, yeah, we got enough people, you know, I, you don't need me on a Zoom getting quotes because we've got everybody else. It's going to be covered. And my husband turned 60 on Sunday, so it's like I want to take off. My boss is cool with that. But I've worked 
you know, four days this week. I, I just finished filing a notebook, uh, you know, with, with help from my colleagues that's moving today. So it's like when you work five days of a Super Bowl week, can I count it as number five or should I just say maybe four and a half? I'd count it as five. Always. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So having been in the mix for the run-up to this Super Bowl, who do you like, Teresa, and why? Uh, I told uh, Barry Wilner, who who made his pick, which is coming out today, I told him I'm taking Kansas City, and my my score is 34-24 for this reason. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and that whole Chiefs offense, it's just, you know, that yes, all the games, if they won by one score, they won them, right? They're on an incredible run right now. And, yes, it could come to a crashing halt on Sunday. Tam, uh, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, all that we've been hearing about for months. Uh, you know, it, it, the odds would seem to be against the Chiefs. But, man, Patrick Mahomes, that, that, that offense. And I heard uh, the end of Coach Washburn. So I, I, I was curious. I looked it up. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks gave up 22.2 points a game during the season. Guess what? Kansas City Chiefs, not that far behind them. They gave up 22.6 points. So, uh, you know, if it's coming down to defense, I, I, just, I just think that the and, – and considering that, yes, the, the Bucks sa- uh, safeties who got banged up, Jordan Whitehead got knocked out of the championship game – you know, because of a shoulder injury, and he's been limited this week. That he had a no-contact jersey on in practice yesterday. Uh, I, you know, w- you can't be that banged up in your back end and dealing with Tyreek Hill and all those guys, all those weapons for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just, I'm, I'm sticking with Mahomes. Plus the fact that it's been so very long since a team has gone back to back. 03, 04 seasons, and it was Brady and the Pats. That's why I think, you know, he was a young quarterback then. I know it's hard to believe, but I, it just feels like this is a passing of the torch moment. That's that's exactly what I said. If we're going to pass the torch, might as well do it now. Uh, do it literally on the same literally field. Literally right on there. the field. <laughs> just give him a torch. <laughs> that would be great. Can we make sure Tom has a torch in case that does happen? <laughs> Do you know anybody can get that on the field, Teresa? A, a torch, yeah. I don't think Tom don't. Brady's going to be willing to hand it off, though. <laughs> well, we've seen Brady after some losses maybe not be the most... Um, Gracious? There you go. Yeah. Uh, loser. And, and you know, hey, when you're driven to win... And listening to teammates, you know, I've got a story on Ryan Suckup that's moving in the morning. And, you know, he said that, and this is a year where you haven't been able to spend as much time with a teammate as you normally would. And, you know, he said he's just a great guy to have as a teammate. So I'm going to defer to all the people who've played with him. But, uh, you know, and, and the resume is absolutely stunning. But a tidbit that we've got that, you know, leading our notebook today, think about this. Tom Brady in all his Super Bowls has never scored a touchdown in the first quarter. So if you've got a prop bet, maybe you want to make that uh, for Sunday. He's never led his team, previously the Patriots, to a first quarter touchdown. All they've managed is one field goal in that last Super Bowl against the Eagles, you know, that was decided by the Philly Specials. So, uh, it, it's it's just kind of amazing that with all the things on his resume that that something more hasn't happened. But you know, hey, uh, Patrick Mahomes, baby, it just th- th- we're, this is his world right now, and we're living in it. Chris is over here mulling over that prop bit that you just suggested, and um, we had Shaq Mason in studio yesterday, and um, he's all in on TB12, um, former teammate in New England, and. Said he'd never count him out. So that there's another 
guy who has shared space with Tom Brady and and is sold on his ability. Although I do think when it was all said and done, he picked uh, Kansas City. Did he, he did? Not? So he did pick Kansas. See. So. So there Great you go. Minds. There you go. But you can't. You, you can never count out Tom Brady. That's just. just you just don't. Tampa Bay. I, I had not heard that until really? you said. Yeah. I, oh, I've been living been under a rock. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Tom had it copyrighted, trademarked. <laughs> I think. I think Brett Favre wore one of those Tampa Bay shirts to to one of the games that he came to watch uh, Brady and the Bucks in early in the season. Created a little bit of fuss because like it's like wait a minute what is Brett Favre doing in there when they're not allowing some family members in? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been around for a few months, Brad. You you got to catch up. Oh uh, well, you know, um, he's been a little busy. I'm, I'm a little sheltered. I know, busy. Yeah. You're you're working hard. I know it. I am. I am, and and thank you for for attesting to that. So, Teresa JP wants to know more about this NFL uh, <laughs> video conference thing. Uh, you know, you know when uh, Teresa when when they mentioned about that, um, you know, I'm uh, as the producer and working Facebook Live and all this stuff, and I'm fascinated by the technology. Uh, you sound like it's been a success, but they just utilized <laughs> basically created their own Zoom network. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it was a, a web page, and it was a landing thing. And now I will say this: it, it, it was picky. I've been using Zoom for months, right? And and I used it for the first hour on on Monday with no problems in Chrome, and then suddenly it just would not. It kept showing invalid number. So, and some of my colleagues said, "Well, it's working in Firefox." So, but I had to get a tech because you know this is an AP laptop. I had to get a tech to download it because I don't have permissions to download stuff on my laptop, right? Uh, so I missed about a, a, some of the some of the news conferences there. Finally, get up, but a weird little glitch, and I think we can all appreciate this in the year that we've been dealing with. I it, for some reason I would have to click and download and then erase the Zoom link in Firefox before I could go to the next news conference. Say so, so say I'm on with. Uh, in fact, I was trying to be on with Indominus Sue on Monday, and I couldn't make that. So I had somebody in the next hour, and, and I was trying to get on and. and and I would literally have to go up and delete the download memory and then download Zoom again, click the link, and get in. It was like I was having to do four or five steps to get to one Zoom. And it's like, okay, so, you know, it, it's like, Lord, this can't just be me, is it? But, you know, but it, it did work. And considering how many of these that they had, I mean, because, you know, they, if you've ever been to a Super Bowl, they have podiums, right? Uh, you go into a ballroom, you know, you've got big media night, which was last m- Monday during the day, which, thank God, it made it easier to get my story written before uh, 6 o'clock in s- at p.m. instead of 6 a.m. But, you know, so in- instead of podiums, they had Zoom links, you know, and they called them podiums, you know, and they had like 10 of those. You know, and and it was amazing, and you know, and then after that, for the media availability, you go to their hotel, and they'd have a ballroom, and they'd have guys at little mini podiums, and then you'd have guys scattered around the tables. Well, they didn't have the scattered tables this year, but they had still, you know, up to ten people a day in these zooms in in one hour, say like for the Chiefs of the Bucks, and you could just choose who you wanted to go to. 
Some of my colleagues would go in and out of Zooms to, to ask questions, which in Zoom world, if you've done that, you know how tough it is because you have to raise your hand. In fact, m me and a colleague, we needed, to, we needed to ask Tom Brady on Wednesday about Peyton Manning because, let's face it, uh, you know, there's the report that, you know, he's already been told that he's in, that they've recorded some footage from a party, but, you know, the announcement comes tomorrow night. We've got stories moving today and tomorrow on that. So uh, my friend Arnie, who's uh, based in Denver and covers the Broncos, he raised his hand. I raised my hand uh, to ask that question about how what Peyton brought to the game of football. I'm the one who got called on to ask that question on Wednesday. So it, it, it's just, you, you know, it's it was a bizarre week that I pray that we never have to recreate. The NFL found a way, just like this whole 2020 season, to get every game played. They found a way to host uh, Super Bowl virtually. If you, if you watched Goodell's news conference yesterday, they had questions from socially distanced reporters uh, on a rooftop lounge uh, at the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, Stadium where they had that news conference, and they took questions virtually. Virtually. It's it's amazing that tech has allowed us to make pull this week off. But as uh, the president of the Pro Football Writers Association told Goodell last week, you know, and, and I've been saying this all year, we need back in, in, in person to talk to people because while we've made this work, if you look under the water, we're scrambling furiously. And, and, and it's been really tough on sports writers and on teams as well. It's, it's just not normal, but we made it work. Teresa, you may have just answered. I think my next question was, is there anything with this technology and the way that you've been covering this year that may stick in the future? Uh, it sounds like for the Super Bowl, probably not. But is there anything that has happened throughout this year that you think, hey, this is a good way we should do this moving forward? Well, one thing that, it, you know, it, it, the, the sorry, my brain went dead for a minute. Uh, Bill Belichick has done conference calls an awful lot over the years, right, with reporters after night games and stuff. And the Titans started doing that with Mike Malarkey uh, in their playoff run where, you know, he was chopped after the loss to the Patriots in the divisional round. But, you know, there were some, you know, like day after games, instead of us all going down to the uh, to the uh, Titans facility, sitting in an auditorium and, and, and doing a news conference, you know, we just, you know, maybe in those situations, Zooms do work. You know, as long as TV can get their video and get what they need, you know, it, that's that was a thing that ended up being a time saver. Instead of having to drive to the Titans and, and, and what, you know, spend an hour or so driving, not mentioning, you know, time spent chatting before and after, I, it, I was able to save time. Same with the Predators. You know, these morning uh, skates, morning shoot-arounds shoot for the Grizzlies, you know, if we could do those by Zoom, then, you know, guess what? That, that saves some time on game day. So maybe those are some pieces. That said, nothing can really replace the ability to go up to a person and, and ask them a question or have a conversation and, and try to build a relationship rather than just, you know, having players staring at a screen and hearing questions and trying to answer them. You know, they're, they're, that just removed too much of the, you know, that, that not having the ability to try to create any kind of a, you know, a relationship. And, and, you know, guys, we're not going to be going out to dinner with Derrick Henry, but the ability that, you know, when I ask him a question, he, he can recognize me as, you know, somebody who's been covering the team for a while. You know, somebody who, you know, when he's looked around, when you look around a locker room after a big game and you see a face that you've seen more than a few times, it just helps. It, I think it helps the player, certainly helps us reporters, because usually you get a better answer. And then that, and guys, it's not ego scratching for reporters. It helps us get better answers to help tell better stories, to, you know, and that's what everybody wants. 
Well, and not, not just that, but there are sometimes, and we all know this, that when you take that recorder away and you press pause, there's always some additional information that you can get that might help you in the future or even with that story that you can go chase or something like that. And you can't do that on Zoom. Uh, you know, it's not it's not as easy to, to trust somebody uh, maybe off the record. So, and that's, oh, oh, that no. goes to and, relationship building. Absolutely. And that's the thing about Zoom. Like I mentioned, remember I mentioned how many Zooms have been uh, crashed yep. and bombed by people who just want to create havoc. Uh, you know, you don't have, you know, you don't have the security on Zoom that you would have when you're face to face with somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's accountability. You know, if you write something that, that a player or coach doesn't like, you know, it's, you know, I, trust me, I once had a, a defensive coach for the Titans. He didn't like that I was writing about how bad the, the team's defense was in some categories. And he says, listen, you're, you're, you know, if you use this stat, then, you know, it, you know, we weren't that bad. And, and you know what? It helped me tell stories better because while the, and, and like this year, everybody's like, oh, Shane Bowen sucks, right? Why'd they hire him as coordinator? Did you see how bad they were last year? Well, and yeah, they were, you know, tied for 28th in, in total yards. And, you know, we saw how bad they were in sacks. But, you know, another stat uh, that, that's important, they were like t- seventh in takeaways, so, you know, it helps you tell a more nuanced story. And it's not like something that a coach is going to call you out on a Zoom. You know, it, you know, usually most of us are too polite for that kind of thing. But when mm-hmm. you're walking in a hall or you're in a cafeteria or you're walking off a practice field, you can have that kind of exchange uh, that just help, again, helps us tell better stories and tell the better picture. Absolutely. Teresa, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Uh, enjoy your weekend off, three-day weekend for Teresa Walker, the rare three-day week starting now starting now <laughs> amen i'm counting it down so thank you very much gentlemen and again remember uh chiefs 34 24 all right we got it sarah said 12 teresa's got 10 i bet i bet, I bet the chiefs minus three so i guess i'm in good shape <laughs> thank you for listening to the southern middle tennessee sports today special guest podcast brought to you by parks motor sales don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m on wkom 1017 fm in columbia also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in southern middle tennessee